So today we are wrapping up a three-part series on focus. Wow, we got a really cool graphic up there, focus. And, um, you know, I really wanted to encourage you as I opened up today. Um, you know, I, I have been completely guilty of this. I've been guilty of going to Bible studies and going to church and you kind of get the message and you get the notes and you, you stick them back in your Bible and then you come back the next week and they're right there, right? Yeah. I, I'm a pastor. You know, patience is good for the soul. Okay? I've done this myself. And I know we, we all have done this. You know, we're starting a new year. And the hope is what we begin to do in these first few weeks, that's why we fast and we pray, it begins to create, all right, a different place of momentum in our life. Mm. All right? Let's be intentional with even this here. As we hear something, the way it becomes rooted, watch this, the way it begins to change my whole personality and makeup. You know the Word of God has that type of power? Sure. It has the power to heal the soul and radically begin to alter our personalities, our countenance, everything about us. Are you with me? Yeah. But there has to be an intentionality about it. You know, you can sit inside of the presence of God, like in a room like this, and you have all of these people together, and you have all of this faith, and you have the worship, you have the presence, and you're like, wow! And then you step outside, and it's like, it's raining, and it seems like everything's changed. Are you with me? Yeah, and it happens with all of us. So I have to take what I'm getting, and I have to be very, very intentional to go over it so it begins to create roots in the, on the inside of me, and then that way, all right, we as a family, that's our vision, all right, God's family pursuing God's kingdom. How does that look? That means that every single day we're, we're meeting with him, but we're also going out and sharing him, mm -hmm. all right? We're making an impact together. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, God's called us to make an impact, and that's what all this focus is about. It's about seeing Jesus face to face, yeah. like being a witness the apostles walked with Jesus. They saw him. They were willing to lay down his life. God wants to take you in a place in this first part of the year where you see him. Yes. You can physically see Jesus or God can take you up into heaven. You can see Jesus through the word. You can have a spiritual vision with your eyes closed. There's different types of visions. The Bible talks about Acts 10, a trance. I mean, God can do anything he wants with you. He's just asking you to lean in. Right, yeah. right. I mean, think about that for a minute. Paul said, I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body, but I went up into the third heaven. Would anybody like to go up into the third heaven? Yeah. Wow. Come on. Like it's in the Word. But it, it's, it's not just for those people. It's for say, any say, single say, person say, that right. wants to lean in. Yeah. Right, right. Come on, are you with me? Yeah. So he wants you to see him more clearly. It defines your life. It is what creates on the inside of you this passion and this fire that cannot be quenched. Yeah. And it's an ongoing process. You don't see Jesus one time and think that it's okay. No, when you see him, it's a wrap. That's right. Okay? And then you just want more, like that song we sang. I just want more of you. Nothing else. All right? Yeah. You guys good? Yeah. yeah. So on week three, on focus, week one, we gave practical steps that just begin to help us. And I mentioned one of them on prayer just now, and that's something that I really want us all to develop. It deals with the presence of God, but practically, all right, God wants you to develop a consciousness of him, that he is in the room with you. 
Being intentional to recognize that this man that died for you is with you all the time. Sure. And you do that through your mouth. All right, you do that with your thoughts. You just make a decision in your heart that I'm going to recognize that he's inside of the room. And then his presence becomes different. We're not walking inside of a religion, and we use this term in Christianity, I have a personal relationship with Jesus, but really it's played out. It's not practical sometimes. How does that look? Do you have a living Jesus walking with you? Do you see what I'm saying? Is there evidence? Is there evidence that he's alive in you? Can you tell me about him? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And just that piece right there begins to be a turning point for your life when it comes to you sharing him. Mm-hmm. No, he's real. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, I can invite him inside of the space when you're talking to somebody and boom, all of a sudden they feel that someone walked in. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You practice this and you live this more than anything. It's about you and him and that tightness that y'all walk inside of. But listen, when you step inside of an environment, it radically begins to alter <laughs> the timidity and it just begins to boom on the inside of you, the love that Jesus has for that person that you see. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Yeah. And we also talked about prayer and fasting, 21 days um, of prayer and fasting. We're on week two. Uh, this is day eight. Um, I have some type of clarity today. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. um, but listen, hey, hey guys, I, I would love for you to continue to lean in with us on that. Yeah. Hey, every morning... Um, we're, we're online. You can jump in if you can't make it. So just jump in on that on Instagram, Facebook. Hey, chime in. Even if you're getting ready for work, just log on and then just get ready and pray some with us. Yeah. You know, and you're going to experience presence. You're going to experience a corporate body of people praying and believing God. Last week it was revival. This week we're focused on building the kingdom of God. We're believing for a building this year. Come on, yeah. somebody. Yeah. yeah, we're believing for a building this year. Yeah. And uh, each day we'll have a prayer. Um, each day we'll have a focus or an initiative. So lean in with us on that as well. And hey, listen, real quick with the connection cards. I've talked to somebody before service today. That's not a connection card. I thought I had a connection card. So you got a connection card when you came in. Okay? So the connection card on the back of it has a prayer request. Please fill those out. Because as you drop it in the bucket today, we are praying over those connection cards Every day, okay? So uh, fill that out. Every single one of us have um, things that we're believing God for. And then last week, uh, we talked about your tribe, all right? We talked about the people that God has called you to. So inside of focus, you know, we, we have these keys to begin to reboot and focus. But one of the things that God wants us to see is God wants us to see the people that you're called to. What this does is this begins to, to be like a magnet, especially with focus, because it, it hones you in into an area. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. It gives you blinders, so to speak, from all the distractions in the world, because God begins to show you purpose, mm-hmm. and God's purpose is always wrapped around people. Yeah. So we talked about the different types of people that God could call you to. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we mentioned some ministries that we have here. And um, if you didn't get to check that out, we're sending out an email every week now with our podcast. So you can catch that and um, you can chime in on some of the ministries or jump in on some of the ministries that we have. Hey, lastly, listen, I want to um, I- share with you our Connect Group season that's coming up. 
Because, you know, this is huge when it comes to the, the focus and the relationship piece. February 6th, we'll start Connect Groups. And uh, we just put a, a leadership video on our website. So you, if you've never led a group or you just want to check out how it looks, you can look on our website and you can look at the video if you want to lead a group. So I encourage everyone, hey, lead a group. Yeah. Okay? You, you don't have to, you know, be a Bible scholar right. to, to lead a group. So we have different types of groups. We have free market groups, which means you can just have fun and you can cook. You can get some people together. You can pray and uh, just create community together. And then inside of that, you know what you can find? You can begin to find your tribe. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can't actually, you know, you can't steer a ship if it's not moving. Right. It's, it's impossible. And God's called you to make a great wake in the earth. Yes, where you sir. make a great impact. Mm -hmm. But we, we just got to begin to take some steps. And we got to begin to move the ship. You see what I'm saying? So even last week, if the message didn't completely like give you pinpoint direction, a great step is jump in a group, lead a group. Yeah. A group can be you and two people. Yeah, a group can be your family. It don't matter, but you know, lead a group. So we have that up on the website. Check that out. So I'm excited today to share the message that um, we have today. Can y'all tell I'm excited? Yeah. Y'all can tell I'm excited? Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all hear my wife laugh? <laughs> <laughs> my wife's nervous. <laughs> All right. So up on the screen, we're going to put Hebrews chapter 12. So, hey, guys, I've told you this. Um, I'm just going to give you the, the honey again is um, this whole series has come out of the chapter of Hebrews 12. This whole series. Week 1, we come out of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, looking unto Jesus. That word means absolute focus, looking unto Jesus. And, and the whole context of Hebrews 11 and Hebrews 12 deals with people like you seeing Jesus and changing the world. Go back and read it today. Hebrews 11 the heroes of faith that walked before Jesus came, God used them. They saw the promises. They stayed focused. They impacted the world. Jesus came. Now he's saying, watch this. I need you to see me mm -hmm. because I've called you to go get everything I paid for. Right. And then right. that becomes your race. That's right. And that's how it opens up. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. Then in the middle part of the chapter, which we covered last week, deals with people groups. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's people hurting that you know that you can impact. And then there's a big group of people that God has a bullseye on with your name from heaven. Wow. I promise you. Amen. I promise you. No matter where you're at in life, God has called you to do that. Even if you're called to be an intercessor and God teaches you how to rip heaven open wow. over a continent. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Some of the greatest rewards in heaven is not going to go for people like me who preach, right. who are up on a stage. It's going to be for the ones that nobody saw, that stood in the gap, that yeah. interceded, yeah. that made a way yeah. for the ones going to preach the gospel. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then lastly, we come into this part here, and we're dealing with what I believe. It's one of my favorite things to teach in all the Bible. It deals with the key. Right, to focus, which is the voice of God. Every single person, your deepest heart's desire, your deepest is to know him. Mm -hmm. 
That's your deepest heart's desire. Mm -hmm. And the way I know Jesus is to hear him. Right. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Is to hear him. God communicates on a, on a whole different... Uh, let, me, let me say it this way because I don't want to sound confusing. God communicates on so many different levels. Yeah. And we think sometimes that God just speaks English or God just speaks Spanish or God just speaks Hebrew or Greek. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the way God thinks and the way God speaks is when you see him, that's his voice. Yeah. When you feel his presence, that's his voice. Right. Right. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not getting into all the different layers of how he speaks. What I want you to hear as I open up is you are designed to hear him. That's right. yeah. You're designed to hear him. Right. We live inside of a physical body where we have ears. Okay? And we hear. If I didn't raise my voice and I spoke very, very softly, you wouldn't hear me. If I wanted to get your attention, I could raise my voice to make sure I get your attention. We call that common sense. <laughs> if you still didn't hear me, I would wave my hands. If my five-year-old was in danger of walking out in the road, I bet you I could get her attention. Are, are y'all hearing me? Yeah. Right, it doesn't matter where we're at in our walk with say it, Jesus. Say it, yeah. say it. We're designed to hear and God can get our attention. Right. Right. We, we need to know that. God gave us ears. All right. Do you know God gave you spiritual ears? That's right. right. He gave you spiritual ears. Your spirit man or your spirit woman looks just like you, and it has ears, it has eyes, it has a mouth. Mm -hmm. I can show you the scripture, but I'm not going there today. I'm just trying to begin to build your faith and remove, all right, if there is any kind of doubt or any kind of disappointment and let you know that you are designed to hear him. That's it. And there's nothing that gives you greater fulfillment than to see this man that loves you. Hallelujah. To see him. And when he speaks to you, you begin to see him very clearly. Which radically changes you. Yeah. It changes us. It changes us. It puts something inside of us that completely makes us different. Mm -hmm. Alright? Because you are. God calls you special. He says, I have set you apart for myself. That means you're special. Just to him. Alright? So let's read this scripture. And then we'll take off. I guess we can say we've already taken off. We'll read this scripture. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews 12, 22 through 25. It says, see that you don't refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape, excuse me, if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. This language seems kind of strong, and I'll explain it in a minute. It says, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more, I shake not only earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as the things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Um, 
So this language is strong, and this language is strong is because what God's doing is God's giving you a little bit of history here, what happened in Exodus 19. And you'd have to go back and you have to read this chapter. Um, in Exodus 19, God came down on a mountain, and a lot of people look at it like God was just releasing the law. Well, God was releasing the law, but God was setting them apart as special. But what he wanted to do was he wanted to encounter his people. Right. And when he spoke, they took off. Because watch this, there was a misconception with them at that time that if they, you know, saw God or heard God, all right, that it wouldn't be good for them. So they took off and they did not accept as God began to speak and to encounter them. Are you with me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he says, see that you do not do what they did. Why is that? Because God says, I had a great purpose for them and their purpose was to encounter me. And then as they encounter me, I was going to take them into the promised land and set them up as a nation to change the world. That's all in Exodus 19. He says, but you know what? Now, he says, you are my people. And he says, how I came down on that mountain to encounter them, you, I live inside of you now. Yeah. And every single day, I want you to encounter me, and that's through my voice. Right. Now listen, I want you to hear me on this, okay? God always wants to speak. And to be honest, there's a lot of times where God is. But God knows as we are his kids, God knows exactly how to speak to us. Sometimes we're kind of like sitting back and seeing how it just unfolds. Uh, I'm just going to see if this thing really works. And, and, and God's that's not how he flows. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus rebuked a whole generation when he said, you know, um, you guys seek after signs. God always wants us to seek after signs. He was rebuking the generation because they were sitting back saying, ah, if you do a sign, I'll believe. Mm -hmm. God says, that's not the way it works. Right. You go after me, right. and I do signs to confirm as you go after me. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing when it comes to God speaking to you in intimacy. I can't just sit back and say, I'm going to check it out and see. And God says, I'm God. I have an expectation that you lean in. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I want to talk to you as my son mm -hmm. or as my daughter. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He wants to encounter you. Listen to me. I know this sounds crazy. To be honest, you can teach stuff like by principle, but some stuff you just have to experience. Right. Listen, God loves you more than anyone else, and he wants to hang out with you more than anyone else. Right. You have people that love to hang out with you, okay? And you have people that you love to be around. God wants to be that person more than anybody else. And he wants you to experience that when you know it. Do you see what I'm saying? When you feel his presence and you hear his voice, and as you can tell that this man's alive. All right? And he wants that inside of your life, but it's not just, I'm just going to see and wave a magic wand or rub a bottle and, and see if this thing works. There's an expectation from God to lean in. And, and, and inside of that, he says, I speak now from heaven. I'm going to say it another way because he lives inside of you. He says, all of heaven right, is leaning in, expecting you to lean in. Yeah. I'm going to give you everything. That's God's heart for you. I'm going to give you everything, and I want to see everything flow through you. Amen. Because just like they had an impact in the earth, now he's called you. As you hear, and he begins to speak to you, Begins to push you out, but off on the edge. Hallelujah. 
and get you to be brave and courageous and do stuff like you would never do before. Right. Yeah, to fulfill the greatness that's inside of you. Mm -hmm. Okay? Are y'all with me? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> There's a guy named Dan McCollum out in um, California. He's got an incredible ministry. He helped establish um, the School of the Prophets out there at Bethel. And I love this quote by him. He says, there's nothing that gives us more dignity than hearing the voice of God. There's nothing that gives you more dignity than hearing the voice of God. Let, let, let me say it another way. All right. Hey, guys, when you hear God's voice, the voice of God is so powerful, he lets you know that you are loyalty. That's right. You read it in Scripture. God says in 1 Peter 2, 9, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. He says in Revelations 1, 5, and 6, I've washed you in my blood yeah. and I've made you a king and I've made you a priest. That's why he's called the king of kings and the lord of lords is because, because you've been washed in royal blood. He says you're royalty. But when you hear the voice of God, it begins to establish such a place of identity in this royalty. Right. Are y'all with me? Yeah. It goes from a mental understanding into a revelation in the heart. And all of a sudden, you feel the very royalty and the dignity of heaven. Yeah. Man, that's good. Yeah. I appreciate my amen, Corey, because I, I think that's good. That's good, bro. You know, I'm preaching better y'all helping me out this morning. <laughs> No, for real. This is a game changer. I hear so many times where we as believers say, I know my identity. How well do you hear the voice of God? Because this is what establishes the understanding of you are set apart as a son and a daughter and you are different. And you walk inside of that dignity. I don't have to tell people, don't do that, don't do that. Because when you walk as royalty, you're like, are you kidding me? Right. That's not how we walk in heaven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We walk on streets of gold because we walk in a place of holiness. Right. That's how we walk. The streets are gold. Yeah. Do you oh, see what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the city. The city of God, right? Yeah. This is the city. Still good. <laughs> Up on the screen, John 10, 10. Very powerful verse. A lot of us know it. Jesus says Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Everybody want an abundant life? Amen. Amen. All right? Everybody want a powerful life? Amen. The blood of Jesus is paid for this. If we go back and we read the verses following, this is what it says in verse 3. It says, hey, you know what? You guys, y'all hear me. Then verse 4 says, you know what? You guys, you guys hear my voice, verse 3. He says in verse 4, you guys know my voice, yep. and I lead you. So when he gets to verse 10, what's he saying? He says, the abundant life, all that I paid for, it plays out as you are hearing, knowing, and being led by me. That's right. <clears throat> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you are designed to hear from him. And I felt this even today in worship, that the Lord is saying there's a grace on your life right now. Let's say in the past you've, you've been challenged. Let's say in the past you've even leaned in 
and you've been like, is that me? Is that God? Is that the devil? That's the three things I always hear. You always know when it's the devil, okay? Because he's just stupid, yeah. okay? So if it's stupid, it's not God, okay? And hopefully if it's stupid, it's not us, right? <laughs> All right? So then we just, we're down to two. Is it God or is it me? And that's really where it comes down to. Is that you, Lord, or is that me? All right? You know? <laughs> All right? Hey, you know what? When it, when it comes to God teaching you this, all right, and he begins to train you to hear, you can't get it wrong. That's right. You've got to hear this. You've got to have, um, you've got to free yourself to make a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Quit being so hard, because the same as I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old, all right, I allow them to make mistakes. Right. Okay? Drives me nuts, but I still allow them to make mistakes, okay? And just like with all of us, God wants you to step out. Sure. Try stuff. Right. That was God. That wasn't God. That must have been me. Yep. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So God can speak inside of your heart. That's your spirit man, your spirit woman. God can speak to your emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God can speak to your physical body. Ephesians 5 says our senses are trained to discern both good and evil. Our senses. It's crazy. God can speak through creation. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 1. The Godhead reveals God. I mean, all creation reveals the Godhead. I mean, God can speak to you driving down the street with a road sign, with a worship song. Mm -hmm. God speaks through his body, through people around you. God can speak through a movie. Come on, somebody. He's not limited. Do you see what I'm saying? Like what I said earlier, he can speak just through his presence. He's called the Prince of Peace. He can speak through peace. And we learn these things. Mm -hmm. All right? As we begin to develop, watch this. We develop this hunger and this thirst to know him face to face and to be absolutely confident in his voice. That just means I step out. Yeah. And like I said, even if I make a mistake, my father would never, never condemn any of us for stepping out. All right? Y'all good? Yeah. So I was going to share Joshua 1, but I'm going to skip that. Um, I want to minister to you for a minute. Uh, let's go to Matthew 6. It'll be up on the screen. And I, I want to begin to just, uh, before I get into the, the practical steps, I want to minister to you for a minute just on some things that was kind of last minute that God was really pressing on my heart yesterday as I was hanging out with him. So in Matthew 6, this is the, the prayer where Jesus is teaching people how to pray. Let me, let me change the language up there for you. So this is how Jesus is teaching communication. Okay? Jesus is teaching in the, the Lord's Prayer its principles. Okay? It's not to be repetition because if you go back and you read, and it's fine to actually just pray Matthew 6 and pray what we call the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Completely fine. It's great to do that. But if you look at the context, he says that we just don't do repetitions when it comes to prayer. God wants a dialogue. That's, right. That's what God wants. Mm-hmm. And so when he begins to teach on communication, all right, he opens up with this very first principle. 
And it says, in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So the first thing that Jesus teaches when it comes to communication, and he modeled this, is how you honor the Father. Mm -hmm. Hallowed be your name means the very first key is to honor the Father, is to honor all of heaven. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So I can talk about this just as a subject, but the place that God wants to take us into is this right here, guys. Not my organ, but my heart. Mm -hmm. Not the okay. organ that beats, but your inner man or your inner woman. Mm -hmm. This is one of the greatest places of honor is to take care of this. This is your foundation. From this, everything flows in your life. Everything. Okay? And this is what it says. And this is not going to be in your notes. All right? But I know everyone's taking really, really good notes. All right? You will share them with me as I wait for you out in the hallway. <laughs> and I'm going to test you a little bit. So in Proverbs 4, Take a note, verses 20 through 23. 23 says, above all, above all, guard your heart. It says, for out of it flows everything. Listen, this is a great life verse. And the verses before that, I'm not going to give them to you. I'm going to challenge you to go back and read them. But it tells you how that you guard your heart. It tells you how. That's one way that we guard our heart. And it deals a lot with focus. Are y'all with me? Yeah. This becomes a place where I'm showing the Father how I honor Him by guarding my heart. And from this, everything begins to click when it comes to communication. Yes. I'm telling you, it's not hard to hear and watch this. Even hear the different layers, how God speaks. Meaning that I can just feel a gentle nudge. This is what I tell my wife sometimes. All right? I feel the Lord. He's sitting at the table. And I feel impressed on the inside of me. It's not a voice. He's just getting my attention. He wants to talk to me. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can hear what Scripture says, the voice of God in your heart. Mm. All right? That can bubble up into your mind where God can speak to you through your mind. But as you guard your heart, it, make thing, it makes it very easy, clear for the voice of God to flow in your life. Watch this. This is the bigger piece. This is what brings confidence to you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going. Mm -hmm. That's really the Achilles heel. Right. The guarding of the heart, that place of honor, takes you into a place of stability where you're not second guessing. Right. That's right. Okay? Y'all with me? Yeah. So there's a few different ways that I can teach on this. I just want to touch on it. It's something God put on my heart actually yesterday. So in John 7, verse 7, Jesus said that when you will to do his will, you'll know, it says, concerning the doctrine, and it goes on to say that I'm speaking to you. Let me say that another way because that language is very King Jamesy. Um, when you purpose in your heart, you give God a yes like a radical, radical yes. I'm not holding nothing back, God. Like this is my heart to you. I will not hold nothing back. I'll guard my heart and you have it completely. And you say that from your heart. Scripture says everything 
is naked and open to God. Means he knows when you give him the full yes. Right. Jesus was saying when he said this, he says, when you will to do his will, he's talking about a yes inside of your heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're totally saying this, all right? With all your heart, I'm not going to hold anything back. That becomes a place, all right, of a great guard mm -hmm. and a place of great honor. That's good. That's yeah. a beginning point. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. Now, I want to peel into something real quick, a story. And I'm just going to just kind of touch it for a minute. And it's in John chapter 12. And I apologize if I didn't tell the team this is in my notes. But in John chapter 12, this is the last week Jesus is on the earth. And for me, when I'm reading, like, the Gospels and I'm, I'm reading about Jesus, you know, when he's about to leave the earth, I feel like, you know, when you get toward the end, like, anything he says is a little bit more heightened. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is, like, everything was important, but, like, if I'm walking with him and he's telling me, hey, I'm going to leave, I'm, like, hanging on and making sure because it's, like, super important right there at the end. So Jesus begins to pray to the Father. And the Father actually says, I have glorified you, and I will glorify you again. This actually came in an audible voice. Came in an audible voice. Then Jesus looks around at the crowd, and this is what he says. He said, this voice didn't come because of me. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. Jesus is praying to the Father, and the Father speaks to him, and Jesus says to the crowd, this voice didn't come from me, it came for you. Kind of weird, huh? But then the crowd did this. Half the crowd said it was thunder. Half the crowd says it was angels. Right. And then when you continue to read the passage, this is what it says. It says Jesus did so many miracles in front of these people, and they would not believe. So what are you saying, Pastor Howard? The, the group of people that was walking with him at that moment wasn't doing this right here. They wasn't walking with a yes. They wasn't walking with a guard in their heart. God spoke with an audible voice. Dude, if God speaks to me like in a still, small voice, I have responsibility. If God speaks in an audible voice, I have a lot more responsibility. Are y'all with me? Yeah. He's making it like very clear. But he's showing something. He's showing the condition of the heart. Okay? Jesus' biggest teaching, in my opinion, his cornerstone teaching was Mark 4 and Matthew 13. And when he opens up, this is what he says. And I'm not going to scream. But it looks like he screams and he says, pay attention. Listen up. And then he begins to talk about four types of people. He's talking about the heart. And he says, only one out of four Bear fruit. Mm -hmm. And then he wraps up the teaching with this. Him who has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm -hmm. The biggest teaching opens up with, listen, pay attention, closes with, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He talks about the word of God, which is the most powerful thing in the universe, but the focus is on the heart and the condition of the heart. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. You had this group of people that's walking with Jesus. He was doing all these signs, all these wonders. And they weren't doing this. They weren't guarding their heart. We get a radical picture of looking inside of the heart to see how God could be speaking. I'm like, oh, that's just a bunch of noise. 
Or, that's spiritual, but watch this. That's really not for me. Mm -hmm. The natural, the thunder, the angels, that spiritual, yeah, that stuff Pastor Howard's talking about, you know, that's just really not for me. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like today in worship, there was such a new place inside of his presence in here. Such a radical place inside of his presence. And God wants to, for all of us to begin to experience greater places of him. Yes. And the key, all right, it begins to be, watch this, guarding that heart. Yep. Okay? God loves us so much. I, to, this is just the biggest thing. Biggest thing, right, is to hear him and to walk with him. You guys good? Yeah. All right, let me give you some practical steps. You guys still love me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, just check it. All right. So up on the screen, it'll say, accept the invitation. Accept the invitation. So we know that God wants us to guard our heart, right? Give God a big yes. I know you guys are going to go back and read Proverbs 4. Begin to show us practically ways that we can guard our heart. But accept the invitation. Every single person in this room, every single person in the world is invited to come to a banquet table. You're invited to come up to a banquet table and feast with God. Psalms 23, it's not in your notes, but it's so powerful. And it talks about God leading you, God leading you, God leading you. And it says, in the back part of that psalm, it says that he sets a table before you in the presence of your enemies. If we look around, there's a lot of enemies right now, and it's not people. Right. Okay? Sickness is an enemy to God. That's right. Homelessness is an enemy to God. That's right. All right? People that's walking in anxiety and fear and depression is an enemy of God. He says, I prepare a table before you in the presence of my enemies. Meaning, I want to speak to you. I want you to feast with me so that I can speak to you. And then from that, I begin to show you the areas that I want you to target. Okay? The scripture that should be up on the screen is maybe James chapter 4 verse 8. And it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. He's giving you an opportunity every single day to hang out with him. Hey, listen, guys. You know, walk this thing out practically. Okay? Set aside time with God to hang out with him. But, but let's not get religious with anything right. that we do. Right. Learn how to develop that consciousness to, so that the voice of God will come from that place of assurance he's in the room. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So accept the invitation. Draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. The second one is be accountable. In Daniel 7.1 it says, In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head while on his bed. Then he wrote down the dream telling the main facts. So one of the things that God wants us to do is God wants us to be good stewards when it comes to his voice, to write things down. I used to do this for years, actually, just inside of a planner. And as I would spend time with God, I would write down the things that he would say. And I stopped doing that, and I started doing it again this year. You know, Paul told Timothy one time, um, because he was basically raising him up to be a pastor of a church, and he says that you wage the good warfare by the prophecy spoken over you. 
as you write things down that God speaks to you, it becomes an instrument for warfare. God can speak to you before the warfare happens. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it ministers strength in your ability to sustain even the warfare, but then the word itself, all right, begins to be your battle plan. That's right. All right? So write down the things that God's saying to you. Hey, listen, when you lay down at night, if you're praying for God to speak to you in dreams, right, take you a piece of paper, get you a pen, expect God to speak to you. Hey, you know what? When I spend time in the Word, I do it just like this. I get my Word out. Um, I'm going to have my planner out. I'm going to have a pencil out. There's an expectation that God's going to speak to me from His Word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? He's going to speak through His Word. He's going to speak inside of my heart. He's going to open the Word up. And I'm going to write these things down and date it. I can show you in my Bible where God has spoken to me so many times. And it's, it's over a scripture or it's something that He came behind that scripture. And I date it. And then God will take me back to that place, though I forgot about it. Mm -hmm. Take me back to that place and bring me in remembrance of a monument that he established in my heart. So he wants to do that for us as well. So let's be accountable. Let's be good stewards of what God is saying to us. And lastly, don't hold back. So Numbers 23, 21 says, The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. Don't hold back. Let me say it another way. Don't be scared. Okay? God's not given us a spirit of fear. Probably more than anything else in Scripture, God says to fear not. Okay? All right, if you get a word for somebody to move from Tampa and go to California, you might need to pray about it a little bit before you let that one ride. Okay? All right? Geography, marriage, and babies. Okay, those three things I would warn you about. Yeah. Okay, as a pastor. Okay, know that you know that you know. But don't 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 hold back. Like I said earlier, listen. God, God's not gonna God's not gonna get mad. Okay, God's not gonna get mad if you drop the ball. But we're not gonna develop as people when it comes to being confident in His voice and really being used unless we choose to take a risk. Okay? Hey, the risk can just start inside of a personal relationship with somebody else. Hey, I think God's saying this to me and bounce it off somebody. Mm-hmm. All right? Obviously, you always want to bounce everything off the written word. But God wants, God wants you to flow inside of a place of confidence, but he wants you to release it. Yeah. That's right. I love that scripture in Numbers 23 because it deals with, watch this, guys. It deals with Israel on the edge of the promised land, about to head in. And God says to him, a shout of a king is among you. He was talking about him. And that's God's voice on the inside of you, wanting to take you over into the next season, into the place that God has for you for your life. Mm -hmm. Okay? With all my heart, this is one of the most passionate things that stirs me up, is just the teaching on God's voice. Because I know it is the key to seeing him face to face. As we wrap up this series, this series is all about two things. It was about focus, where I see him clearly, and I begin to move in the direction that God has for me. Mm -hmm. So there's a grace upon your life. This is what I believe God put in my heart. There's a grace upon your life today, and that will continue to get stronger as you lean in on this. 
to where the voice of God will become even more powerful inside of your life. So I want to pray for you as we wrap this up today. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your voice, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the person that lives on the inside of us. Lord, your word says that you bear witness with us that we are your child. Like just on the inside, we know. We know that you made us different, that you saved us, that we have a home in heaven. And from that same knowing, I just ask today that your voice begins to boom. That knowing that we're saved, that we got a home in heaven, from that same knowing that your voice begins to boom on the inside of us, that you begin to speak to us about who we are as a son or daughter, that you begin to speak to us about the plan that you have for us, that your voice becomes so clear and so beautiful that it just draws us into new places in you. If there's someone here today Every head bowed, every eye closed. If there's someone here today, you've come inside of this space, and you don't know for sure that your home is in heaven. You was to die today, you don't know if you would go to heaven. You don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, and you would like that today. I want to pray with you. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you, just raise your hand. I'm not going to call you up. I'm just going to pray for you. And God's going to radically change your heart today and change your eternity. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So church family, put this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me. I thank you for dying for me, raising from the dead. And now, I have a home in heaven because of you. Help me to walk with you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's give it up.